You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for another Survivor Minutes at War episode recap, episode ten in the books. We've got another former player to talk about. The episode is the one, the only Mr. Troy, Troy's and Robertson, of course, from Survivor One World and Survivor Game Changers, two seasons that I've quite often been a defender of, particularly One World. You know, I'm a big One World advocate. And plenty to talk to Detroit about this. We've got Kim out there. We've got Sarah out there. We've had Sandra. We've got Tony. He knows Michelle as well. Uh, plenty of people out there that he is connected to. So without further ado, let's get into it. Our Survivor Winners of War, Episode 10 Recap, with the one, the only, Mr. Troy Zan Robertson. Another week of Survivor Winners at War in the books. Episode 10 is done and dusted. We are basically a month away now from crowning the winner of Winners at War, which is crazy to think how quickly it's gone. But as always, every week we like to come back. We like to recap the episode with a former player, someone who's been out there, done it. This person's been out there and done it twice. He's played with a bunch of these winners, and we're going to get a big insight. And you know I'm, of course, going to be extra excited because... As maybe the biggest One World advocate in the history of Survivor, every time I have one of these players on this show, I get very, very happy. I do, of course, speak of from Survivor One World and Survivor Game Changers, Mr. Troy, Troy Zan Robertson. Troy Zan, welcome back to the show. Oh, well, gee, what, 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 an, what an entrance. <laughs> I'm like, wow, okay. I was like, this guy, he like loves One World. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in. Yes. Um, it's good to be here. It's good to be back. It's been, it's been a few years. I, uh, I uh, I missed you, man. It's like, but you're not in uh, Oz anymore. Is no, I'm I'm in Canada. I'm a I'm a an Australian in a Canadian house in a Canadian country, but not with a Canadian accent yet. So I'm gonna keep sounding right. like yeah, I am. Yeah, you're gonna yeah yeah you're gonna have to do a few uh, oat and a boots there. Yes, that's that's yeah yeah. I'm I'm scared <laughs> to boot what, that. What, what, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Where? Uh, I grew up near Canada. Where, which part of Canada? Uh, I'm I'm over in BC, so I'm in Victoria at oh. the moment. So oh, okay, I know that place. Yeah, I, I went to school in Bellingham, Washington. Oh, great! There you go, Western Washington University. So we used to we used to cross the border to Canada. It was uh, 19. You were had to be the the drinking age was 19. Right. So and and so we were like in, in college, or like it was 21 in the states. So like <laughs> yeah, let's just cross the border and go over to Vancouver. <laughs> Sounds like a fun time to me. Shame Australia's not close. It's only 18 in Australia. You could have gone there a year earlier. Yeah, I, I, I know. It's like get on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a bit of a long trip that way. But um, no, it's, it's good yeah. to it's good to be in. I guess when I say your neck of the woods, you're obviously on the other side of the continent. But still, I'm a lot closer yeah. to you right now than I was. Uh, you know, last yeah, time yeah. we spoke. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, and we're. I mean, Canada and the United States are very similar too, as far yeah. as like just our. I mean, just like in general, like the 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 people. I mean, it's like the people in Canada. Though I, I like the Canadians because they're like a little more laid back. They're not so like high strung, I guess. They're not so like <laughs> in the states. It gets a little bit like way too conservative for me. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to say that, but I'll, I'll agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. Yeah. It's. Uh, it, I mean, it's it's kind of. I've always likened. Uh, you know, Canada's kind of got. Halfway between Australia and America in terms of personalities, I, just, I think you know, laid back. I just as was going to say that. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Like, like Australia's laid back, conservative. Like, yeah, no, no worries. 
and then Canada is like, you know, and then the States is kind of like, I don't know, a little uptight, especially in the South. And then, <laughs> and then Canada's like, you know, ah, we're, we're Canadians, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we're laid back to, to a point. But then I guess I guess it depends what side, too, with if you're West Coast or East Coast on, in Canada as well. Yeah, very, very uh, true. Because, yeah, because, and well, and Quebec is completely different to me. It's it, almost like its own country. It pretty much is, yes. Hello to all our Quebec yeah. listeners. I actually, um, I... That's one of the places, Troy, that I'm I'm looking at uh, moving to eventually. Not to get too sidetracked oh, okay. here, but um, don't mind a bit of Quebec. I like Montreal, so I'm a no, poutine cool. lover. Just, so poutine's okay, going to get okay. me there. I'm, I'm there in a heartbeat. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. All yes. right. Yes. Huh? Cool. It's exciting. I like it. It's exciting. But speaking of exciting, uh. Survivor, Winners at War, Troy. I mean, look, we all know that you're, you're a mad Survivor fan. We've obviously had you on plenty of times. We've talked a lot about your journey on how you got onto Survivor. So, I mean, as a not just as a player of this game with many connections to players on this season, but as a fan, how, how have you found this season? I mean, was this the ultimate season for you that we would see one day and now we're getting to live it? Well, I, I mean, going in, I didn't know because sometimes you think like, Stuff gets overhyped, and you're like, "Yeah, okay." I mean, is there going to be too much, too much stuff, or is there is there too many, like, uh, you know, advantages, idols, different things they're going to throw in this season because all of the newer seasons are like that. And I mean, I just didn't know, so I was, I kind of thought like it could be fifty. It was really, honestly, going in, I'm like, I'm kind of fifty fifty. You know, is am I going to be sick and tired of seeing some people that I've seen four or five, six times? You know. Or not. But surprisingly, I love this season. I mean, it's right up there. I mean, I was just talking to Sarah the other day. I said, you know, heroes, villains, and this one are going to be pretty close, I think, as far as, like, maybe for, like, the majority of the fans. I mean, it's it's turned out to be, I, I think, a really – there's a lot of, of drama. There's a we, – we get to see almost every player. Um, I know probably everybody on this cast except maybe two people. And I've actually played with four of them, and I went and I traveled to Fiji with Michelle, so I know her very well. And I talked about going out if it, you know when we when I was I was with it with Michelle in Fiji, like a little bit under a year before she got called to go back out in the summer. Um, I was in Fiji with Ty and Michelle, and we met up with Sebastian and Jenna from Ghost Island. Um, we had free tickets to go back to Fiji, so we went back to Fiji in October of, well, not last year, the year before, I guess that would be. Um, so, like, I get to talk to Michelle a lot, and I'm like, what are you going to do if you get to go back? She goes, I don't know if they ever invite me. I said, I don't know. You never know. And so we talked. It was kind of funny because we did not know at the time. And um, when we were in Fiji... And we went back to the islands that we actually played on. That I played, Ty and I, you know, went back to the exact island that we lived and played on and did the challenges on. So that was just bizarre to see, for one. I mean, it was just incredible to go back to a place that you'd spent like, you know, 39 days on and see it in a different light. There was no cameras and no players. But I looked at Michelle and this is exactly where we can't like we slept right here <laughs> i said you know if 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 we if one of us goes back and we very well could one three any three of us could go back you know 
I said, we should go hide some cans of tuna fish <laughs> <laughs> in the, on the island somewhere. Like, no one would ever know. <laughs> anyway, I, mean, I kind of said it as a joke. But then when she got called and went back, I'm like, see, see, I, I told you, we should have hit some, some tuna over there. No one even know. Like, why is Michelle so full of energy all the time? And she looks like she's losing no weight at all. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's great. Well, it must yeah. make it pretty hard for you then at this point of the game with nine people left. You've got you've got three people out there you've played with. You've got Michelle out there. You know, nearly half these people out there, you've kind of got a bit of a, a close connection with then. It must be hard for you to I, root I, for I, someone. I, well, it is kind of because, yeah, there, there's four people that I definitely like have, you know, in a sense, I feel like I played, I played with three. And Michelle, I feel like I kind of played with in a sense. Um, and, and plus, but I know, I mean, I've met almost everybody else as well. Um, that's, that's, that's actually playing. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, Tony, Sarah and Kim kind of like, even now is I think stepped up a little bit and playing really well. So, you know, those three are, are looking good. And actually I'm really happy for Michelle because she looks like she's playing smart, and and her edit, I just feel like she's getting a good um, a good showing, and it's kind of like it's one of those where a lot of people I don't think it gave her credit for her season because Aubrey played such a great game, and I was always like, and I'll say this to, to anybody any, for any season, if you won, you won. There's nothing. There's nothing that people can say about you. You know that you you knew the jury or you didn't know the jury or I mean like the bottom line is you won. There's no excuses for anybody else. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like I, I I'm happy for Michelle that she's getting a good showing and kind of getting redemption in a sense. I like that. I like that. Fact. Which is always going to be interesting on this season as well, wasn't it? Because uh, yeah, as you said, everyone in this season had won, and if you won, you won, and every every winner got a different edit. So everyone's going to have an right. opinion based on their edit. And we've seen with some winners on this season, Wendell kind of got a villainous edit. You know, Adam kind yeah, of got a yeah. bit of a goofball edit. Um, yeah. And now we've got who we've got left in the game, and we've got someone like Michelle, someone like Sophie, you know, two winners who aren't in-your-face winners. They're, they're winners that, you know, aren't regarded often as some of the best winners, but they're, right. I guess, kind of showing that skill that got them to win that first time. You know, it's kind of... They're kind of playing almost a similar game, and we're kind of seeing almost a similar edit in many ways, which, again, kind of backs up that way that, as you said, you win, you win, and it's showing that their strategy is a way of winning this game because look how deep they're getting once again. Exactly. That's the way I feel. And I, I, and I feel like... I'm not sure if it's a, an advantage or disadvantage for some of these, some of these winners have only played once. So they played once and everything worked perfectly in their season because they won. So every move they made, everything that they said, I mean, they, they don't have, they didn't have anything to go back and go, Oh gee, I wish I would have done that because they won. So now it's the first time they're exactly experiencing. And I saw this in Kim in the first part of the season where all of a sudden it's like, Oh, no one's talking to you. Oh really? And, and, and you're not, it's everything's not just like working perfectly in perfect <laughs> order. Like it did in one world where it's just was like kind of a breeze. Really? I mean, she's playing with all returners and not just returners, all winners and people that have played three and four and five times. So it's just, a, it's a whole different thing for her to experience. Like now she's, you know, you know, really playing <laughs> against, you know, people that that aren't just gonna you know follow what she says or does you know um so it was interesting to see her kind of like 
almost like on the outs, just like, no, I'm not talking. No one's talking to you. No one's talking to No one's talking to me. No, I'm not. I can't get any. Well, you know, what, what do I do? Uh, you know, uh, well, you know, and, and, and other winners as well. It's like, what do I do when I'm on the bottom or what do I do? I mean, it's like, this didn't, this didn't happen to me before. I, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do at this point. It's just, it's interesting to watch people scramble if they're, you know, in trouble. Which, because for the most part, they never really were in trouble on their seasons. Yeah, and it was always going to be an intriguing aspect of this season. But I think what's really interesting, you're talking obviously about a lot of these players, you know, some played two, three, four, Boston Rob, five times. Um, right. And we've got nine people left in the game and five of them are one-time winners. So we've only got the four multiple players. And now with Tyson going this week again, uh, the, the right. four players who have played multiple times have only played twice prior to this in Jeremy, Sarah, um, Tony, and who am I missing on the other one there? Um, uh, I've gone blank. Anyway, there's another one out there. Uh, but the point is, <laughs> I'm the fan here, apparently. Um, but right, right, right. No, I'm trying to think as well. <laughs> so hang on, I, 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 I miscounted that. Sorry, so Jeremy, Sarah, and Tony. No, so six of them are one-time winners. Uh, so there right. you go. So six, only six. There you go. So yeah, so only three of them have played multiple times. Uh, multiple times, correct? Yeah, which is yeah. which is which is very interesting because it's sort of. It's like what you're saying about Kim. It's kind of she's she's dominated her season. She's had a, a smooth run. She's been able to win how she'd win. And in that very first episode, she's shit. Like I'm on the bottom. What do I do? So it's kind of yeah. Is it surprising that we have so many one-time winners out here? Because you would almost think it would be the opposite. You would think you'd have these multiple players out there who have obviously had more, better chance to kind of, I guess, you know, tone in their game, so to speak. I think it's more where when you do a return season um, or you do uh, – okay, you do a return season and um, there's some winners in there, like in like in One World or in um, maybe Heroes, Villains, where there's a winner or All-Stars. Mm-hmm. People pe- – it's just by human nature and I think it's just a survivor thing. People will target – the people that have won or played once more than once. It's just like, they're too dangerous. They're going to go. And it's, it's just what happens out there. You know, the, the, the people that have played once will gather together. You might not see this in the edit, but it's like he won. There's no way he's winning again, or she won. We're we're, at some point we're voting her out, you know? So that's what happens. And, or it's like, this is the third time she's played. Like, you know, when, when, when Sari was out with us, it was like, even though she was, you know, she lasted longer, people were like, well, she'll vote the way we want her to vote and we'll t- take her along to a point. And then we'll just, she's not going to win, though, because there's no way anybody was going to take her to a final because we, we knew that she would win. So it's just one of those things where I think in this season where the one-time players are like, we gotta get 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 rid of poverty. We gotta get rid of Boss Rob. We gotta get rid of Tyson. We got anybody that's played, you know, more than twice. You know, I mean, Tony's been lucky. Sarah's not lucky. I mean, it's lucky that Tony had to get targeted early. But I think he made, I think probably a good pact with some people and stayed a little bit lower key than he normally is. Although Tony can't really stay low key. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's that. I think it's it's that. You know, you guys have played a bunch of times. You're, you're more dangerous, and I think a jury will vote for somebody that's, you know, 
if it was three people in the final and you know they were with Tyson or Rob or I think that those people would win. So they 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 they, they target them early. Yeah, that's just my take on it. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that because I mean I think yeah you sort of the good point you make about sort of a heroes villains where you know winners. Uh, are on that season all stars obviously even game changes right. of course you had what three winners on your season as well and none of them really made it to the merge did they so it's kind of it's a, right. it's kind of anything really to kind of help them out there uh put a target on their back and it, it's interesting i mean you look at i mean jeremy obviously target this week kind of got got away from tribal right. sarah sort of a week ago you know got a bit more of a target on her back after giving up the reward and tony as you say I mean, how how much longer can this guy kind of <laughs> not get targeted? Um, because it's Tony's just a fascinating creature to watch, and I mean, you played with him he for is. a few days on Game Changes. I can imagine that experience is a, is a lot of fun to be able to play well, with Tony. <laughs> Tony's just really like super high strung and doesn't think that he is, but when he talks to you, he's so paranoid in his words and his looks. And he won't just ask you a question once. He'll ask you the same thing five times and five different times during the day. And you're like, Tony, bro, <laughs> you have got to settle down, man. He goes, and he'll he'll look at somebody and he'll go, so this is what we're doing. We're going three. Okay, now what? And then he'll walk away and he'll come back. He goes, now give me, look right at me. Look look at me. Like, are you sure? Is this exactly what we're doing? We're doing this? I'm like, dude, your voice, your whole thing. I think you got to settle down. Even though, and even, even though he wasn't going home, he just has this paranoia and the way he talks and the way he moves and he's just, he's, 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 he ha- he's high strung. He has to know what's going on all the time. He thinks he's going to catch you in some weird lie. So he'll ask you questions four and five times. They show that a little bit. Like when he's talked to somebody, you'll see he'll turn and he'll like kind of grab these wide eyeballs and, and people go, Tony, dude, you got to settle down. But he can't, you know, the only plus for Tony right now is that he's, I think he's in a good group. I mean, I think he's good with Sarah and Sarah's good with Sophie. So then in a sense, like Tony will always, if he feels safe, he's going to vote in a group that way. He's not going to go out on his own. He's smart enough to be like, so he's part of a group. And if you're part of a group, you're going to vote the same. And and people are going to say like, we need Tony because we need one vote counts. What? It could come down to one vote. And if, you know, say Tony's been playing with Sarah or he's been playing with, you know, another person the, the entire time, we might not see it. But, to, you know, he's going to he's going to stay loyal in that way, even though he seems crazy, you know, so I can see why he would be, you know, where he's at. Um, I, I I didn't trust Tony in Game Changers only because I caught him digging a spy bunker like on day one or two and i'm like what are you doing bro and he wouldn't say anything and i'm like gave him the chance like come clean like tell me what you're doing and and then i'm like trust you but he, <laughs> he got this shifty look and he he's not a very good liar so i'm like tony you're 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 i, I can't trust like your craziness yeah people he's... out there when you play survivor there you know everyone in the sense is a little strange or crazy. We all have like everybody that's a survivor is a little bit, you know, we're not normal <laughs> run of the mill people. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. That's why but, we watch you. Know, you. you need, that's why we love watching yeah, you guys. <laughs> you, you need to, but you need to find somebody that 
you can halfway trust or trust 70 percent and and also that's not um what's the word it's like if if somebody really is wishy-washy or somebody that's is not quite grasping what you're saying you need some i guess you need someone that's somewhat stable or at least you get the indication that they're stable like you understand what is happening here right and you understand this is what we're going to do like let's talk let's communicate but if they don't if you don't get that from them and they seem out there or they're just on their own island doing their own you're like i can't i can't i can't take a chance of like somebody being so unstable it's not so much these winners but like in past seasons you'll see like and you're just like oh man you don't even i don't even know where you're coming from with this with, with these words mm-hmm. so if there's any inclination of that with a winner like where are you coming from on this one then people get a doubt which makes it really interesting with this week um because this was a very disjointed episode when it came to even working out who was going to be going home because I mean, the majority of this episode was a family visit. We'll talk about that. But then, right. you know, it came to the, the immunity challenge and we sort of had a, you know, your brief moment of, of who's going home. And then we had this whispering situation again. And it was kind of it was kind of odd. I mean, I, I don't know how you felt about Tyson going home. Did, did you get an inkling that it was going to be Tyson? Because it was kind of, uh, it was very strange that it was Tyson that ended up going home this week. No, I never got the inkling, but, you know, I, I never get the inkling in a sense because the editors are going to – they're never going to give you a point blank, this is who's going home in a sense. I mean maybe once in a while, but for the most part, they're going to try to fool you into, you know, figuring out who's 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 going home, who's doing what. And uh, speaking of that immunity challenge, I won that challenge, that exact same challenge. You did? So, Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, well, look at this challenge! It's back. They they actually have had, I think this is the fourth challenge that's the exact same challenge from Game Changers. They just keep them out the, there. They're just basically they, saving well, on the yeah, budget, they aren't they? <laughs> I, I've I've been I've been to the storage area near, near the small little airport on Mana Island in Fiji, where they we do the challenges, where they store the challenge stuff. I, I mean, I have a, a video of me pointing out like pieces of wood that are painted. I'm like. These are a bunch of challenges all stacked up in the corner. Like I found like chunks of like wood. I found an old shoe. I said, "This is Jeff Probe's shoe." And you know, it's like it was, I made a video of like when I went back to Fiji. It's on YouTube. It's pretty funny. It's just it's, it's like you know. I think it's called Back to Fiji or whatever. It's me, Ty, Michelle, um, Sebastian, and Jenna. Just you know, going around the islands and doing it. it's just pretty funny. Um, so, but uh, no, but going get back to Tyson. I didn't think it was going to be Tyson. I just, it was a surprise to me. I mean, I, I wasn't quite sure. Like when all the whispering starts to go down, you know, because we can't hear what they're saying and they're not going to do subtitles because if they probably did do subtitles, they'd probably give away exactly what was happening. Cause like at, at, at the point when they're whispering back and forth, you kind of do know who's going at that point. You're pretty solid even though the editors are, as you're watching, makes you believe that no one, no, nobody doesn't know anything. Um, but like, uh, and especially when they gathered, when somebody's like, all five of us, okay, let's gather over here because you guys stay over there because, uh, you know, we're the group now. That's basically saying like us five are in control of this game right now. And that's like point blank, like in your face. And however those five were going to vote, that's how it was going to go down. That's that was a hundred percent coming out of that coming out of that little speech or meeting. 
they knew it was it was going to be Tyson. And plus, Sarah had the steal vote. So she's got two votes. So right now they have six votes. So they could actually be talking about like we're going to split two. You know, like what if what if there's an idol play? Da da da. You know, I'm sure they were saying like, let's do a four two split, or let's do a you know, because God forbid we, we don't need one of us to go home. Which would it not have been smart to go a three three split? Because they ended yeah, up kind so of what, risking all yeah. their eggs in one Tyson basket. I mean, all yeah, Kim had yeah, to do it, was play that on Tyson, and Sophie went uh-huh. home. I know you you would have th- thought that you know, but that at that point they didn't know Jeremy was going to get out of it, walk out either, right? Yeah, it yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. true. But so, I mean, it's, uh, it's even with that little group though. You just I don't know. It was just it, the way it kind of played out after Jeremy had left. It's because they definitely did risk that. I mean, they they were you know. I'm trying, how how did the, how many votes did Tyson actually end up? Tyson getting? got five votes. Um, yeah, see that was end. yeah, see see that was weird to me because I'm like, why would you put all those you know just and she plays it on Tyson. I don't know. I, I think mean, though is... because Denise, I guess because Denise had her vote taken away, so they only ended up having the two votes for Sophie. So well, it still well, would have been a tie had uh, Tyson had the idol. So it still would have been a tie between Denise and Sophie had but, Kim played it for Tyson. Right, but they had that meeting before anything happened. Right before Jeremy left, before Sarah played. The steel, right? Mm, they the did. Beat. No, you're right. Yeah, they did. Um, right. So yeah. they, you know, so they didn't know at that point really anything. Mm. I mean, unless Sarah said, "I have," I think that they did. Did they all? I think they all knew that she was going to steal a vote, or maybe. Well, I'm sure Sophie and at least Tony knew. Mm. Um, and so, and who else was a part of Michelle? Was it? Was she a part of that? Five? Michelle no. was so that the the ones who voted for Tyson, yeah, Ben, uh, Michelle, Nick, uh, Tony, Tony, all voted for that, and uh, Denise, Sarah voted for Denise, and Sophie voted for Denise. So, um, yeah, obviously, and then so Denise, Kim, and Tyson were all the ones basically uh, on on the bottom there. Um, so yeah, it, it was it wasn't definitely a surprise. I mean, like it's kind of been it's one of those things too. Like with, with Kim, like it's you know you got the idol and you're like, what's my intuition? Like it's just a toss up. My only thing is like if I if I'm doing that, I'm going to play it on somebody else. And she she could tell she was looking at them, but she was looking at them before she played it. I would have said a name, then looked. And then if I got a reaction, I still think I can say, Jeff, no, wait, stop. I, I'm not, I, I'm not going to, I didn't, I'm going to switch it. I'm giving this to Tyson. Which was only, only, only oh. just to wait for a, because you will get some reaction. Yeah, for sure. You're not just going to get a blank face. You're going to get something. You which might is great, a, which is great on the editors, um, because when she played it for Denise, of course, she cut to Sophie with kind of like a yeah. disappointed look on her face. And yeah, yeah, you're yeah, thinking, yeah, oh, yeah. this has got to work. And then, uh, I know, I, yeah. they, but they always do that. They, they, that's why I <laughs> laugh sometimes because like, they will, you know, and the editors do a fantastic job of leading the audience exactly where they want to because they will show like a reaction face which once they want you to believe that reaction face and that reaction face might not even be at tribal count that that tribal council they can take your face from the tribal council before and uh, where you rolled your eyes and input and place it into 
this episode anywhere. But they can do that anytime with any one of us, with our even our voices. It's in our contract where they can the, the edit says they can do anything with our likeness that they want to. Take our voice, take a piece from a day earlier and pop pop it into a you know episode you know down the road. That's why it's like unless you see <laughs> a full camera angle where it's backed up wide and you see two people speaking you never know if they're really talking at that (laughs) it's not the timeline you know you don't know if it's actually happening in real time you know even with just questions and all of it so it's you know it's not like it's fake it's but it's just edited to where you know even at tribal when jeff asks us questions the audience seems to believe that we're asking we're answering that question truthfully. We're we're not. We we might be, but sometimes we're completely telling a story that's complete bullshit. But it's like the audience is like, "Wow, really? Okay, really? I, mean, I didn't believe that. I didn't believe that. Think we thought like that." It's like, "No, I'm just trying to fool you." I mean, I might have said that. Yeah, I'm voting Brad Culpepper out a thousand times, <laughs> and I don't like him. But I, it was it was all untrue. Yeah, <laughs> I just said I just said it. Just a fool, whoever, Jeff. And if, if Jeff asked me a question at Tribal or anybody, we know that, you know, a bunch of people are listening. A bunch of our tribe mates are listening. Are they and are they going to think that I'm telling the truth or not? So it's kind of like you're, you're playing the game, but you're not telling the truth sometimes at all, like in your answer. Your answer needs to be good and well enough to where Jeff's like, okay, that's a pretty good answer. Because if, if it's like complete crap answer he's gonna be like that's not good enough buddy i mean he said he's he's said that to us before like if you give him some wishy-washy answer he'll even get mad like what the hell are you talking about that doesn't even make sense you know what i mean (laughs) so it's a game definitely you got you're playing a game you know right in tribal as well so it's like hard to decipher that's like the, the tyson thing was hard to be like what's really going on and it's you know and all the whispering and you know, I mean, yeah, that we started that in Game Changers, basically. Are you a fan but, of this, though, Troy? I mean, you... I was As a fan first. or as a player, like, how do you like it? As a, as a player, I was like, it was, you know, I ha- watched it happen in real time, and I'm like, I've never seen it happen before, where people get up and walk over and start winning, like, oh, my God, this is crazy, because you want to get in on the conversations, because if four people are talking and you are not there then you're thinking I'm on the outs. I mean, you just don't want to sit there. First, you just sit there. But then I'm like, I got to listen in. I need to hear what you're saying. You know, like if you, if, if I see four people talking at tribal council, my automatic uh, thought is that you four are together. Why else would you be talking? You're together. And I didn't realize that you were so together. So what's going on in my head? So then I'll get nervous, like, well, if I'm not part of that four, and there's a, like, I'm not sure which part, uh, who, who's with, who really is with me. That's where it gets nerve wracking. I mean, I don't mind it. It's kind of like, oh wow, it's chaos. Um, and it was kind of fun to watch my season, and and then I think from uh, other seasons just saw that and like, well, I guess it's now we have a free for all. We can just do it. Like Jeff's not going to stop us anymore. And it's gotten now to the point where, like, it's it's um, 
the uh, the surprise or the novelty has kind of like been ridden out. Like it's just like because the audience wants to know what what those people are whispering. It goes on too too long, and then that's and it, it's it looks like it goes on a long time when we're watching it. It goes on a lot longer in real time. I mean, it could be a half an hour of people just getting up, talking back and forth. And Probes you know, is loving it. He's sitting there with his cheesy Cheshire Probes cat loves it. on his face. Isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he, he loves brilliant. it because he likes to shake his head. Like, I mean, he likes chaos because that's drama and dr- people like watching that. I think some people are getting to the point though now where it's like, okay, it's, it's you know, it's um, been played out. Yeah, I, I think agree. some are getting to that point. We're like, okay, uh, enough with like the stand, you know, like, but then it's going to get to a point now where if they say, you know, I don't know how what rule they would put down. Like you can't whisper in tribal, but like that's just never going to happen. I'm always going to be able to like lean. What if I want to lean next to the person next to me and just get, do a quick like give a quick name? And a lot of times it's not full blown conversation. It's like it's basically names that are thrown out there. It's not like a, a long drawn out conversation. It's real quick stuff. And to, and and as and two, you don't really know if the person that's whispering to you is whispering you the truth. That's part of the thing, you know, but it's all happening in one giant area, which is tribal. So you can see who's whispering to who, where if you're just on the island strategizing and throwing out names and figuring out who's going home, you're off with three people on one side and there's two on another part of the island. You know, they are all split up. So you don't see who's really talking to who all the time at tribal. There's no hiding. So it, at some point, it might just get to the point where, like, someone's just going to speak up and go, I'm voting out Tyson tonight. What are you doing, sir? Are you voting? And she goes, yeah, I'm voting him out, too. And there's nothing that you can do about it. We're all voting this way, so guess what? You know, and the only hope is, with that would be, like, well, it, it, he doesn't have an idol or whatever. But it might just get to this point where, like, people are just going to talk straight out loud and tell people exactly what they're going to do. Which you can then, <laughs> under, you can then understand – Jeremy, uh, in his situation where you've got all this uncertainty, all this talk, his name's on the block anyway, uh, you're going to want to play a little advantage where you leave. I mean, yeah, you're kind of putting your alliance at risk, and clearly he kind of did kind of really put his alliance in the shit this week. But, I mean, I'm sure if you're in Jeremy's position and you've got even that slight doubt, you want to get the hell out of there. 100%. I mean, the the name of the game is like, it's Survivor. So you need to survive, and you've got to stay in the game if there's a remote chance that you're going home and you're getting some doubts and you're starting to see this stuff happen there's whispering going you're like i don't trust this shit for for anything and if i go home with this advantage in my pocket i'll look like a dumbass i mean i said that to myself every time i played like i will play my idol if i get any inkling even if i didn't have to play it i'm not going to look like an idiot i'd rather look like oh shit he didn't need to play it than He's he went home and now he's not in the game. So to me, it's like any advantage I have, whatever that is, I'm going to play if there's any inkling because I, I want to stay in the game. And if even if it means I'm going against my alliance, well, guess what? It is my alliance, but I'm not my the alliance doesn't win a million. Only I do. So I have to do whatever I need to do. Now I forget this sometimes, and I forgot that in Game Changers, I kind of played not so selfishly and not for my just for myself i was worried and looked out for like three and four different people all the time which you i shouldn't have done i stuck with an alliance and i worried about 
my alliance as opposed to like there, you got to come to a point. Maybe Jeremy said, I got to play for myself right now. My alliance is out and I'm, and I'll try to somehow finagle a new, uh, you know, a new way to get in with these, with the, with the people that are in charge. And you can do that. You have time to do it. So I would have done what Jeremy did for sure. It's, I mean, it's also a lot different today that, I mean, alliances still exist in Survivor, but it's it's not like One World alliances where basically you had this impenetrable group of girls, right? Whereas now, I mean, it kind of they fluctuate a lot more. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, for sure, people go back and forth, but yeah, it's always one of those things where like people will be like, "I need to be in an alliance because I can't get forward in the game by myself." You need other people because you need those votes to to all be together. So. You have to be smart enough to say, "Are you with me at this tribal council?" Because we all, if we, we all need to vote this this way, and it, now it's almost like it can change like every tribal. Where you know, maybe not so much in this season, but there has been other ones where like people are changing their minds, you know, from one tribal to the next, as far as like even alliances. Well, I would, say, I like, would even say that this week was an example of that because, I mean, again, maybe it wasn't even it just came down to the screen time we had, but a lot of people have been talking about how, you know, did we even get concrete confirmation who this Sophie's group were all of a sudden? Because it kind of, how, how did Kim all of a sudden end up being in a separate group? Like this kind of came out of nowhere. I, thought we, I think everyone thought well, Kim was in a power group and now she's on the outs. Yeah, I was kind of surprised too because I thought Kim was in with Sophie because yeah. didn't she so- show Sophie her idol? She did, yeah. Yeah, and she was right. working with Tony at one point too and I think she had yeah. something with Sarah going and now all of a sudden, yeah, she's in well, a group on the I, other side. I, yeah, this is something that they're not going to show us. This is just an edit where like something obviously happened between, you know, Kim and Sophie or Kim and Sarah or Kim and, and, and Tony where something was said or not said, you know, I think it's more as one of these things where like, okay, Sophie probably knows, Sophie knows that Kim has an idol, correct? She does. Because, yes. Yes. Yeah. They, 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 it was one of those half idols. Sophie's super tight with Sarah. At least the, you were getting that impression. And I think that's probably true. And I, and Sarah's tight with, Tony. So if Sarah doesn't know about the idol and Sophie tells her about the idol because they're close and we just don't see it, Sarah's going to have doubts with Kim going, why didn't she tell me too? I'm part of, I'm part of the deal because that counts out there. If you don't tell me something in the beginning and then it comes out later, I don't, I'd, I don't like it. And a part of me doesn't trust it. So if there's a, and if you start to do the small parts, like it might not be a major, like oh my god, like you've really done something egregious, but you didn't tell me, so you're not really with me. You know what I mean? So are you really in my alliance? So maybe it's what was one of those where, you know, Sarah gave Kim a chance to to come clean with the idol. It didn't happen. Sarah says to Tony, I don't think Kim's being, you know, re- I don't think she's really with us. You know, she's talking to Tyson, and she's with, talking to Jeremy, and, you know, Jeremy brought up your name, Sarah. And it's like, I think it's, I think it's, we didn't see it, but that's probably what it, what it could have been yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it I mean, 
you know, it's 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 always going to be interesting in an episode where they do something a little bit different. And and like Winners at War's done a few things different. I mean, we're forty seasons into Survivor; everything can't be the same. They've got to change things up every now and then. But of course, this I mean, this was just such a a strange episode in that again, like twenty odd minutes of this was just on this family visit. Um, and what what did you think of this? I mean, obviously the family visit is a big thing for a player to reach. That is that is a goal that you want to get to because you want to be there, you want to see your loved ones, you want to experience that. And we got it a bit earlier this time around. And rather than having it as a reward, it was literally, hey everyone, spend time with your with your family. I mean, as a player, as a fan, I mean, again, I'm sure you've got differing perspectives on this, but I mean, do you think it should be more of a reward than rather just a, hey, you've got here to see your family? Well, it definitely should be a reward because it's like it, you, you're rewarded for getting that far in the game. And you, we all we all are out there. and We know that there's going to be a family visit at some point, you know, around probably day 30. That's what we're all thinking, you know, because we all watch past survivors and, you know, somewhere well, we're around whatever, day 28, 29, 30, 30, whatever. It could be, you know, we just don't know. And the thing is, when you watch it, just as like when I used to watch it just as a fan before I was on the show and just as a general watcher, I was always like, oh, my God, the family visits are really I mean, amazing. But I just I didn't know how it really felt because I didn't know how it felt to be on an island, dirty, hungry, you know, away from your family. And not only the fact that you're away, but you get, you get the feeling that it's a long distance. Cause you know, you're in Fiji or you're Samoa. You're, I mean, you're really far from your home. So it makes it even further. And one day seems like one week and 30 days seems like freaking three months. <laughs> so, and it's, and, and you're, you've been every day talking to people that you don't trust completely. And every day having to worry about paranoia or somebody that's lied to you and going through this like thing where you never experienced in your life. The only thing that really means anything and that you can trust 100% is a family member. And you don't realize how much your family means to you until you see their face on the sand. Like, you know, like you just, I remember my first season. I mean, I was missed the loved one's visit by one day. And I was just so bummed because you just, you want, you know, that level, whoever picked, and I picked my brother, who I'm super close with. I just wanted my blood on the island where I could be like, dude, like, you're here with me. Like, this is a huge experience. It's not just at this moment in time. Like, you know my journey to get here of anybody. You are the person that, you know, like, it's just, I don't know how to describe it, really. And so, like, when I finally saw him in Game Changers, my brother you know, it had been it had been like six years coming because I'd missed him by a day, so it was even more intense. And so, with the this season with the families, it's it's more like um, so many of these people are awake from their families, where they, in the first season they weren't even married, you know, or they were, or it was it's not the same. So I think that the, the producers and Jeff were like, you know. We need to make this a big deal. It's winners. It's like we we can change this up a little bit because, I mean, I heard that they were talking about their families like from day one constantly and constantly getting like emotional. Like, I don't know if I should have come out here. I mean, I got three kids at home. Or I got two kids like little like, arts poverty. I got like a 10 month old. What did I what were they thinking coming out here? 
like you know but survivor is such a big part of our lives anyway that's played and they say it really is a big deal anybody that's ever played will will always talk about survivor if we get in the survivor group no matter what it's just something that is like bonds us and it's like we will always even people that say i'll never play again a few years go by and they're like i want to play again and i and it was like it's just something that that it's like so for poverty it w- and and even Boston Rob and Amber like you know f- to turn down playing a winter season I can see it in their head like what I can't this is my part of my life I can't do it I gotta go and it's like I I don't want to go but because my, my family but I'm gonna do it so I think that it was rewarded to them for basically signing up for the show not so much that they made it to a certain day I think it's basically Jeff saying like. You guys all agreed to do the show when I didn't even think that like half of you would do it because you have families and you just weren't going to do it. Kim included, you know, she was like, she talked to me before. She's like, I got three kids. I don't, I just don't know how I could ever do it, you know. So I, I think it's that. And I also thought it was, I mean, as a person watching a person who's played, I know what it feels like. So to me, it's like I'm not a father, but it's like if I had my kids run around the corner i would lose my shit like it would just be like what because you're just so they're everything to you and you could tell and you could see like i mean some people that watch go you know you're playing for two million you know you could deal with like not seeing your family for two months or whatever you got a couple weeks to go you know what are you crying for (laughs) i don't know how to explain it it's just emotional you know and you can see it it's not fake. I mean, Tony, here's a tough guy. Tyson, pretty tough guy. Big Ben, the Marine, he's like on his knees, man, barely being able to talk. Um, so it's it's just kind of one of those things where yeah, I don't think the people that watch it quite grasp it. They do because they see emotions, but it's it's just it's times a thousand. Do we there. need? Did we need to see it though for half an episode? Um, I don't know if we need to see. Well, the, the thing was. You know, they, 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 and they also gave the reward in a sense to the, you know, the edge of extinction people. <laughs> so it's like there's only so much time. <laughs> it's, uh, that's tough. Honest, if 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 I'm a if I'm a winner and I'm playing this season, I, I'm like, yeah, half an hour is not even enough. <laughs> I, I I got no problem with that. Watching it, uh, I mean. I don't know. I honestly, I, as a player, I didn't mind it because I'm a player. If I was probably not, if I never played, I'd probably like it was too much. But I, I played, so I, I don't, I didn't have a problem with it, and I, it made me sad too. So I'm like, you know what? And I was talking to other people. I was talking to Jesse Camacho from Africa and Mama C, and the, I'm like, I start crying the second they, they start crying. I said, well, I played with Kim, and I know Kim, and I know her kids. So the second she started crying, I said, I got tears in my eyes. And they never went away for the entire <laughs> half an hour. So she goes, it's just the way, it, you know, it's just something that I think most survivors are going to say the half an hour was fine for them. Yeah. The, 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 one fan, thing- the, yeah, the fans and people are watching like it's too much. I want to I watch the show and I want to watch drama and I want to watch camp life. And, you know, I want to watch Survivor. You know what I mean? 
Well, the one thing I'll say about, as a fan's perspective, though, um, we got four former Survivor players on our screens again. Uh, I mean, we saw Nadia, we obviously saw John Fincher, we saw Rachel. But right. I, and the one that I, like, straight away, like, knowing Jeremy's still there, Val. I'm a, I'm a mad Val fan, so anytime I get right. to see Val return. And I, I love Jeremy. Like, they saved him to last. He kind of, you know, as you're talking about these tough guys, like, really getting emotional. And um, you just see Val coming out with their kids and... Um, yeah, and plus we and again back to Nadia, we got the the twinnies reunite. Uh, you know the twinnies yeah. got big fans out there, so it was great. And I love a lot of people were questioning, which is actually a very good point. Had Robin like had Rob or Amber still been in the game, how would have they done that? Would have they separated their kids? Like two kids go see daddy, and one's gonna go see mummy, or something like that. Like, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, that's right. I, well, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I I actually thought that they would show more of a Rob with his kids, and Amber. they didn't show as much as I thought they would. Because you know, yeah. and in some ways, I feel like sometimes they do kind of like favor Rob, and he's been, been out there six times now, or whatever. And it's like, you know, so I thought, oh, it's gonna be the Rob and Amber show with their kids. You know, I don't know. Like, I mean, sometimes you you know you, you're not sure. Um, I, I did, I mean, I, I'm sure that Jeff, the producers, the people that know the show, the people that actually know the numbers of, of fans that watch the show and what actually makes them watch, they thought about like, what's it going to be like when, you know, the twenties are back out there and they see them and then they're going to see, you know, John with, with property and they're going to see, you know what I'm saying? So they, they, I'm sure they calculate this stuff, you know, and I think for the most part, most people are like, oh, my God, you know, I like seeing these people. I mean, you like seeing them. So I'm sure a good majority of the viewing audience liked to see that, even though, you know, maybe the diehard fans who watch it, who are like, you know, like, I mean, like, like the fanatics who know every last little detail and and every challenge on every season and every person's name and every relative that's ever played, <laughs> those hardcore fans, they want to see Survivor in a different way. So they're going to be like, oh, it's too much, you know, this family visit and blah, 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 you know. And, um, I mean, even the guy I do the podcast with, Evil Dick, from he's from Big Brother, you know, and he won Big Brother. But he said, he's, he's, <laughs> He's so cynical as hell. He's like, they're crying. He's making fun of them crying and all this shit. I go, Steve old dick, like, you have no heart? He goes, give me a break. He goes, I'm out there to win $2 million. I go, hey, I can wait two weeks. I don't need to see my kid or whatever. And I'm like, bro. It's like, um, but, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was all good. I Honestly, like, yeah. I mean, if, if, you're gonna, if I was going to give you a yes or no answer, I'd say, yeah, I, I would want to – I'd want to see the, the – uh, the family visit and it's, you're never going to have one like this again i mean unless you're gonna have i mean i should say never but like a, another winter season i mean they are not going to do that for another you know t- 10 seasons and i'm going to do a survivor 50 might be a winner of all winners too uh, who knows but like this might be the last one i um so yeah and it's 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 kind of interesting i think with um i always like these the, the family visits on the returning seasons, like, as I said, where we get to see the former players. I mean, gosh, game changers, you know, not only did I get to see, like, you return from one world, but we obviously then had Monica show up as Brad's loved one visit. So that made right. me happy as well. So, right, you know, right. uh, <laughs> I'm very selfish on that aspect, Troy. But speaking speaking of one world, I feel like we've not even talked about Kim much this episode. Let's talk about Kim. Uh, okay. <laughs> because I want to talk about Kim. I haven't gotten a chance to speak to anyone much about her this season. How, how are you... 
we've talked a bit about sort of how she's going out there, but she's she's starting to get a little bit more of an edit, if you want to read it that way. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously she had the idol play this week, but just just your take on Kim in general this season. Uh, how have you think? How have you thought she's been going? Uh, well, in the beginning, I was just like she seemed like was almost like non-existent. Honestly, like I just wasn't seeing anything that she was doing, and they weren't showing it. And I'm like, whoa, this is it was kind of surprising to me because Kim was always known as such a big and great player. I mean, people put Kim right up in there and like top five all the time. Every time I ever heard of any, you know, winner's name, Kim's was up there and for her not to get like any kind of edit in the beginning, like almost like all the way up to the merge. I'm like, where is she? What she's doing? You know? And then, I'm like, either she's just playing super low key or she just got on the bottom and, and now, you know, doesn't, you know, know how to get out. But like when you're on the bottom, you really don't, you, you're not making a lot of moves and you're not doing anything bold. You don't want to get, you know, voted out. So you just kind of try to hang in there. Um, but like it was, it was very weird for in one of those episodes where like, She'd come up and they would just give her like just crickets, just nothing. Like you get you get nothing from me. I'm like, you know, she'd ask a question like, "Oh God, really?" And I'm like, and Farley was kind of like, "Now you know how it feels." <laughs> I, was like, I mean, the, the little evil side of me was the little devil's like going, "Oh yeah, remember that? Yeah, well, I would try to talk to you girls and I try to give my way. It's like I was getting nothing. You guys were telling me just you know." You know, just take it like a man, Troy, and just bow out, and then we're going to vote you out. Like, now you know how really, like, you used to say, oh, I feel bad, or, you know, the girls, like, outside the game, like, oh, you know, we feel bad, and it's like, we know how you feel. I said, you don't really know how I felt. It's like, but, but then when I was watching, I think, now you really know, because it's happening to you. <laughs> um, but, I mean, we're still friends. We talked on the phone and ever, and, and um, she, you know, she's like, I, I didn't ask her, like, what, you know, what happened on and on any spoilers. I really don't know anything because I like to watch it still like a fan. Um, she's come up a little bit. I just don't know if she, she made some mistakes with, I think she could have been really solid with Sophie and Sarah. I just, I don't know exactly what happened. I mean, I'm sure at some point I'll, I'll talk to Sarah and Kim and, Tony as well, you know, uh, and say like, you know, what did happen with you three or what happened, Kim? Like why, you know, why, you know, how'd you get in your position? But she looks like she, I mean, that she, it was a smart move for her to pull Tyson and Jeremy aside and say, listen, you know, we're all kind of on the bottom or the outs or no one really, you know, no one really, you don't have any love from anybody, right? You don't either. So she's kind of gathering up what she can, which is smart, you know? Um, she played her idol for somebody else. If she would have, pl- you know, it's like one of those 50, 50, she would have played it for Jeremy. All of a sudden she's like, Oh my God, she's fan- She's Kim. You know, she's really playing great. You know, where she, she kind of made the wrong move, but that's like, that's, there's a fine line every season in, even in a winner or not, or someone that's considered good or bad. There's a fine line with that because you make a move if it works, you're called the greatest. If it doesn't, you're you're stupid or you're bad. You're a bad player. So if poverty plays her two idols back in the day and they don't, it doesn't work. They're like, what an idiot! Well, she just gave away two of her idols. Why? Well, she, that was terrible. And never considered good. She played it and it worked fantastic. So she's put up on that level of like, oh my god, 
JT you know I mean? is an example of that. I've always said it, with JT's it, it, moves on game changers and hero villains, he's perceived as dumb. But had they worked, he'd be a genius. Correct. And there, there. But there's always that chance in any season where you have a chance to to make or make a play, and it's considered either you know good or bad. But like it, you know, it's it, it is a t- chance. You're just rolling dice because you don't know. There's no hundred percent knowing something's going to work when you play your idol or not, or whether you give it an idol away, or you play an advantage to, 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 you know, and it works, you know? So that's why I always am a little bit like when people are saying, like considered like the best player of all time, or someone's really good or someone's really not that good. I'm like, that's just a real fine line because like there's, I mean, we're, we're all out there, in a sense doing the same you just don't see it you know everybody even the person that gets voted out first is strategizing is saying some of the same things that the winner is saying in the same days you know they're just not saying it i mean if i'm in a group you know like i mean the prime example i was in game changers uh and it was like i don't know night maybe four or five i tapped sandra on the shoulder and said we got to go talk in the woods and then she's like, what's up? I said, we got to get rid of Tony. He's just way too scary and this and that. And then so, you know, we walk back down the trail and then all of a sudden, you know, she says something about Tony and that's what's on camera. So it, it, it's perceived that Sandra is basically, you know, out for Tony. When I, but I was the one who said, let's, you know, I'll wake you. I'm, I woke her up and said, this is what we, we you know, what do you think? So if they would have, if you would have seen me seeing it, all of a sudden I look like I'm better than what I am, or maybe I'm I look different. But if you don't see it, you don't you don't see it. You don't have any opinion of what of what, what I'm doing. It, you know, so it's kind of like, and that 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 happens throughout the entire season. You know, there's a group of people that get together and put a name out. One person comes out of that and says it in front of the camera, or the or the editors decide to. to to use that conversation, that person gets credit for it when it was actually maybe a group decision, or it was actually somebody else's, somebody else's idea, completely. We just, you just never see, you just don't, you never see it that way. You know. Yeah, I mean, we we would love to one day see. I mean, it's never going to happen. We've seen it once in what forty seasons, unedited raw footage where they can just kind of. Yeah. Live. It's, it's never going to happen, clearly. But um, no, it's no. No, yeah. I mean, you just can't. There's too much stuff. I mean, there's there's just way too many conversations that are in groups where four or five people get together and one person says, what do you think? And then one person says, we got to get rid of Ozzy. And then the conversation goes on and on and the group agrees it's Ozzy. And then, you know, out walks Debbie and she's like, yeah, I'm getting rid. I'm, you know, I, I'm getting rid of Ozzy tonight, and Ozzy's got to go. And that's what you actually see on air, and that's what makes this. And that sh- clip makes the show. So then, guess what? What? Who else? Who would I think made the decision? Debbie, because I hear her saying it. I don't hear anybody else's voice, and I see nobody's Ozzy's name not coming out of anybody else. So then, it was her decision, or at least that's what you're led to believe. But what? But was it? You, you, no, well, you never saw it. You never heard the entire conversation. You know, when it was actually like it could have been C.R. Don Thomas who said the name or it could have been me. It, it always then makes this question difficult, Troy, because we're obviously only watching this based on an edit. But 
with a, basically a few weeks to go now, who, who then to you is in the box seat? Who Who's getting a winner's edit or who are you feeling is, is in a good position right now to win this game? I, uh, I think there's four. I think that, uh, I think that um, Sophie is playing a really good game and getting a pretty good edit and looking good and in a good position. I think Sarah is in a good position. I think Tony is getting a pretty good average, good average crazy as he is. I'm like, Tony, wow, getting a good, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not surprised, but I mean, I mean, if, if I was to say who's in there, because those, and I especially think this now because the five that got pulled aside, I think that's the five. I don't think it's going to be anything but that five to the end. So like I can pick out of that group right there in my, in my mind as a, as someone that's watching and the edit. And it's like, I suppose like if I was like this crazy fan and went back and started watching the season again and you can, you can, if you go back and you start watching it now, you can start to see like, pick out the five people that are in that five group and like, what kind of edits have they been getting the entire time? You know, I mean, a winner's not going to get some shit at it in the beginning of the season. It, to, to me, I just don't see that happening. Why well, I don't, you know. So, I mean, and I, and then Michelle's playing really well. I would pick those, or I would pick those four. And it's interesting sort of to, to watch it at this point of the season as well because, um, yeah, it's sort of, you, you start to get your front runners and all of a sudden you're, you're reading this and going, oh, cool, this is where the winner's at it. Um, and... Yeah, I think kind of, yeah, I agree with you. I think Sophie's definitely been in a strong position for a long time. She's had a very solid edit the whole season. Uh, And this week was really the first week that she was kind of targeted. This was kind of the first time we'd really heard her name. So I think that it's, you know, something's gone down there, going back to what we were talking about, because obviously with Kim now targeting Sophie and it's sort of something's happened there where all of a sudden she's perceived as a threat. So, and you, you, you do kind of get these names thrown out there that of a threat of somebody who ultimately is going to win the game, right? Because you need to see that they yeah. are a danger. Well, right. right. And well, and my thing is this, since the, since the family visit took up, you know, the majority of this episode, we really didn't see kind of like a, I mean, if, if I'm a fan, like a super fan, and you want me to, like, want to know like, you know, a, a winner's edit, I, I would be really more looking at the next four weeks or three weeks. And if they start to show any more, more of uh, the people from the edge. If you start to see more of an edit from the edge, then obviously one of those people are coming back, right? Yeah. You think. So somebody's coming back off the edge. So like if you, you, if I start to see a little more of an edit or more of a hero or more of a something, even more of a villain, I, whatever, I, I, I might have to you know pick somebody from the edge as well to be in in, the, in that group. Or like in a final three, which group. there is, there will be one coming. Uh, Jeff said there's one more chance for them to get back on, but um, I mean, Edge has been a very higgledy piggledy kind of edit. I mean, I, it's, I thought for sure Natalie was coming back in the game based on everything that was happening with her, but um, it looked like it. I know it did it look that way to me too. So like, I don't know. Like, I yeah, I know. I I don't know what's going. Edge is always weird to me anyway, and I'm not sure if I really even like Edge for even like this season. It's like I'm I I don't. I, for me, even as a fan, I don't I don't need to see the people that got voted out of the game. I'm just old school like that. I'm like, you don't, I don't I don't like any kind of second chance of that unless I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never I, I've never been a, a fan of like uh, an outside island b- being part of the game, like a, a ghost island, an extinction, uh, a, a 
whatever whatever they've ever called them. I don't, I don't even know you know how many of there been like redemption extra, and exile redemption, were the other ones. Yeah, yeah, redemption, exile. I don't like any of those. I just it's like it takes away from from it to me what this the real game because to me like there's the real game that's going on where there's this there's real stress like like the edge is the edge and they're just existing over there but they're not they're not battling daily because they're not voting someone out over there so there's not their stress level is lower they might be bored out of their minds and say like oh we're starving and we're bored but that's different than when you're playing in the game and you're having to strategize every day or figure out where you're at or who you're voting out or you know the paranoia is it jacked up at a hundred percent it's just different you're not playing in the real game practice field so I don't think like if, if it, they made them suffer more, where it's actually like you got voted out. So guess what? You have to pay the consequences. You know, like in a real game, like old school, you wouldn't even be here. You'd be over in Ponderosa. You'd be out of the game. So to, to stay in the game, you can stay in, but you get penalized a lot. You don't get peanut butter and you don't get a bunch of stuff. You get barely enough to be here. And you're, by chance you get to come in the game, it's a big deal to make it to back into the game. Like you, you made you, you really made it through the edge, like a, the really hard way way to go. Make him walk up more rewarded, stairs, like, Troy. Make him carry more logs up and down stairs all so, bloody some, day. Something, <laughs> something like you just don't get to come off the practice field and get to the real game. Yeah, you know, there's the people over there playing the Super Bowl, and you're on the practice field, and then you come in. And you somehow get reward, or you can come in because you got a bunch of tokens from somebody. Like I don't see how that's. You're not playing in the real game. In when my are we going to see these my... fire tokens? We, I mean, we keep uh, people keep uh, accumulating them. No one's bloody playing them. What's going on with these uh, things? It's, I, I don't know. I can't. I, and that's another thing. I can't keep track of who's got who, what, and how many tokens, and who's got an advantage. There's way too many things for me. Like I mean, I, I mean, I can watch it, but. You know, I'm 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 too old for that shit. I can't keep like I, I have to I'd have to keep a tab of like, okay, she four, he's got two, he got some peanut butter, now he's got a token, like half a token, one time she's uh, like I, I don't know I don't know what the tokens are actually gonna come in where it's like, Oh my god, that token was really played well or like yeah. he really was smart to buy I, I don't know. I just the token things I, I mean I I mean Sometimes I, I I second guess like what they're doing as far as for a season, but then again I go, you know what? This show has been on for twenty years, for forty seasons. You know, like it's one of the main shows of CBS for forever, and just even 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 other Survivor survivors worldwide, Survivor Australia is super popular, and it's just like that. You know, the producers must must know what they're doing when they change things up so much. I mean, I I always say to people like even. When you hear some complaints, I go, well, they must be they must know something about the general audience that watches this, that that pays the bills for the advertisers because they change it up and it works somehow. You know, if they if they kept it the way it was in Survivor Africa, it might not even be on. You know, yeah. So for, for 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 whatever reason, they need these they need this extra stuff. Yeah, but yeah, Which, I'm like you. When am I going to get to see a damn fire token being yeah. played in the right way, or not? Just, not just buying a jar of peanut butter, or 
or buying a half a, a flip a coin token or some shit. Yeah, no, it's it's it, and this is why they're starting to put it up on screen, almost like sports statistics, aren't they? Like you know, three fire tokens, seven advantages. Yeah, I, 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 I know. It's, it's, it's so people can write. The, we're supposed. To, I guess we're supposed to come to the TV with like a uh, a paper and, and pencil to write shit down, so we can <laughs> figure out like who's got what. And who, how many this buy and that buy and that's like oh my god I mean I I can imagine being out there trying to play like it would be and you hear it from the players I mean Jeremy said something like you know I played second chances and I thought he goes but this is like just nuts world like it really would be to me because yeah. if I started to see someone can get up and get out of tribal and then I can see someone can steal my vote then I can see you know there's uh, you know uh, an immunity idol but i gotta tell somebody else because it's only half kind of thing and then little by little you start to you'd be like how many things are out here that we just don't know about like we're gonna do a vote right now but we have no idea someone's gonna pull out two nullifiers and then that doesn't count somehow or i mean who knows what's gonna i mean i i would be out there going like i have i have no idea what can happen and does that really mean that you're a skillful player or that you're just lucky yeah, that, and th- that that something didn't bad happen. Like someone pulled out some shit out of their ass, and they like, oh, here we go. Oh. That was why you we know? need to have a twist. B. Let's just do a season with Borneo rules. No twists. No idols. <laughs> no tribe swaps. Just nothing. Just Borneo straight, rules. Straight Survivor. Yeah, how we used to watch it. <laughs> just well, completely I mean, I, throw I it out. Feeling there. at some. I got a feeling at some point they probably will do that because. You know, Borneo is so far removed that, like, the new people that are watching would be like, oh, my God, this is so weird. There's no hidden immunity. This is wild. We're we're seeing a bunch of camp life and drama and craziness going on as opposed to, like, someone, you know, 10 minutes of someone looking for an idol or somebody getting in. You know, all the extra stuff that they have to show or an extra – there's no extra island that they got to go to for 15 minutes, you know. there's nothing. There's nothing extra. I mean, Borneo was like raw. Like, if you go back and watch Borneo, you're like, it looks like a, looks like a college film. Like somebody filmed it. You know, like a bunch of kids just got on a fucking island. Like, even yeah. the, the the camera angles, everything's weird. Like Jeff's in camp, and I don't know, it's just bizarre. He's being nice to them. He's giving them bloody raincoats and shit. So no, yeah. I, it's just <laughs> the whole thing is just like you know. But I still, it's still one of my favorite seasons, even yeah, though it's no, like I'm just so like raw. I'm like, you know what? It's the one that put it on the map, and it's just, it's kind of just fun to watch. It's just still like. Maybe it's fun to watch because I just remember this was the show that just made me go, what is this? Yeah. And I still yeah. remember being excited just to watch this crazy show. I had no idea. I've never, I had never seen anything like it. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. It's crazy. And, yeah, no, I know a lot of people have been going back and sort of watching it from the beginning sort of before this season. And it's it's it's, it's weird to see. We've, we've obviously got fans now, Troy, who have grown up and they only know New School Survivor. They weren't around for Old School Survivor, so they're going back and watching right. Borneo, Australian Outback Africa, going, what the hell is this? This is a Survivor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. I know. It's like, it's like uh, you know, especially, you know, you get, we're getting like, you know, in the last three or four years, you're getting fans that, you know, are 14, 15, 16, who never really watched it when they were kids that much. Yeah. So it's like, and now more than in the past every there's so many different ways that you can watch i mean it you know way back borneo africa you, you watch it on tv there was no hulu there was no inter, there wasn't internet to go watch it there wasn't streaming there wasn't 
YouTube. There was, I mean, there's so many different ways to watch Survivor now. You know that you're getting all these different fans and different ages, especially like younger kids are like, you know, even I get it. Like, oh my God, Troy's in. I'm watching the One World, man. You were amazing. You yelling, "This is my island!" Shit, and going crazy. It's those damn girls, you know. It's like <laughs> so. It's 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 just it's kind of fun, you know. It's fun to get people's reactions of like you know because it's what they're watching it for the first time so it's brand new to them yeah you know no it's great and and the more one world fans the merrier i know we're talking a bit about that off air but um one thing we'll get into some listener questions here in just a sec but one thing actually that i i did not point out uh last week when it happened i had a listener sending this question well it was more of a a fact and i'm i'm a statistics man troy i do love a good statistic um Kim, last week in winning individual immunity, became the most successful individual uh, immunity winner female in the history of Survivor with her fifth individual immunity win overall. So I didn't know if you knew that stat. But, wow. Uh, I mean, I knew she well, – well, I that does, that's, that's like pretty easy to believe because, I mean, she won at least, what, three four. or four. She won four on one, one world. Yeah, yeah, one world, yeah. So, I mean, I know she won because, like, she won – the day I got voted out, and then I remember, like, there was only, what, two, three more weeks left or our episode. So I think she won, like, a few, quite a few more after that. Well, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm also seeing here a statistic. So just if you combine rewards, so she's uh, obviously got one reward. So uh, she, she ranks seventh overall on the uh, list of most individual challenge wins in combining rewards and immunities. So... Uh, she is just behind Mike Holloway, who did all of his on one season, of course, uh, right. and then just ahead Spencer. So there you go. And Troy, I found you on this list. Uh, oh, really? Just to say, you okay. are you are fifty third uh, overall. Fifty third oh, on, on, on on individual or total or what? No, that is that is one? individual uh, challenge win. So combining immunity and reward. So you are at three. At three, because I won three individual immunities. Yeah, so there you yeah, go. Yeah, and I don't think I, re- I don't. Yeah, I didn't win any rewards. I don't remember any. Anyway. Mm. But there you go. Yeah, you made the I, list at least, Troy. So congratulations. Hey, I, I, you know, I mean, <laughs> honestly, like, I mean, winning three. Some people didn't win any. Like Tony hadn't won one. I know that was his in, first one this know, week. Yeah. You know, and I, Sarah has never won one. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, Sandra, you know, I, I mean, mean, come on. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, you know, three individual immunity challenges. I mean, I'll take it. You know, no rewards, whatever. And who knows what's going to happen. I had to go against Culpepper who was winning like crazy in <laughs> Game Changers. So it's like, you know, he's like the world-class athlete and an ex-NFL player. And, uh, you know, so... I mean, Culpepper, he's got to be up there. You think he won five, didn't he? He won for, so he's, yeah, he holds the equal record uh, for individual, for a season. Overall, yeah. he's 11th because those five are his only wins. He didn't obviously get to that stage in Blood vs. Water. But um, so right. he's tied 11th. But um, it's actually interesting. Number one, of course, he's Boston Robbie's had 10 individual challenge wins over his five seasons. But if you really? look at. Really? Wow. Yeah, but Mike Holloway is the standout here at six because, I mean, all of his came on one season um so everyone yeah. in the top 10 with the exception of mike multiple seasons and then my man at 11th mr brian Hydeck, the king uh he's the next only one-time player as, as well as bob crowley there's a name you don't often bob associate crowley, really? with uh you know, but, individual but, but, challenge but this wins. is 
This is combined with if you win a reward. Reward and immunity. So this is just uh, pure individual challenge wins. Um, Okay. Do they have like, what about overall wins, like including individual and team? They have that uh, that that thing probably. I'm sure somebody's got that somewhere. There would be somewhere. I think uh, I got a few. I think I. I think I'm up there pretty good in a, in a good number with those as well. As well, far I've, as like total uh, wins with a team and, and an individual and like. Uh, I found the list here of so this is for most wins on a team. So this doesn't combine your individual ones though. So this oh, is purely okay. just as a team. Uh, if I'm scrolling through here, you don't seem to be on this list. Yeah, um, not, but yeah, our well, number sure one on that is Aussie, who's had 24 tribal wins, followed by Rupert, Holy. 23, Boss and Robert, 23. Wow. And then, then Joe, Andrea, Amanda, and Parvati are next in that list. So okay, um, you know, see, but the, 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 those are all. I mean, come on, Aussie's the four times. Yeah, I, 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 I need to make that. I need to play four times, then I'll get on that. You do, you do. I mean, <laughs> other players from uh, you got JT Game Changers. Sarah's on this list right. at fifteenth. Seree, um, so there's a there's a few on there. But and of course, like Fiji, I know Boo uh, from Fiji has a. He's got some ridiculous record just because I mean his tribe dominated so much on Fiji, and then he did well in right. the individual ones. So he, for a long time, actually held a I think the percentage for highest win rate. I think he might still hold it. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen that list, but um, right. Yeah. Interesting. Random ones okay. there. We love stats. Thanks okay. to that listener who sent that in last week. Um, before we get to our listener questions, Troy, we do rank these episodes. So we have a rating system here on the Oz Network where basically if you love the episode, you will buy it. If you thought it was okay, you would rent it. And if you thought the episode was shit, you would bin it. You would get rid of it. So what are we going to do with this one, Troy? Are we buying it, renting it, or binning it? Um, I'll buy it. You're going to buy it? Buy it. Yeah, I'll buy it. Okay, awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna rent it. I uh, okay, I'm, I, I, I'm, I had to figure you'd rent it. <laughs> it's just I look. I, I get the whole notion of the family thing, and like I, I'm not anti family visit. I just I right. just yeah don't want to see 20 minutes of family visit. I, I want to see a bit more right. game. So that I'm one of those guys, Troy. Well, it was it. Well, I, I I was almost at I was almost at the rent, but then I'm like you know the tri- final the the you know, tribal council was pretty good, so I, that's why I put the buy. I thought the, I, I like that. I like that tribal. Always oh, good to spend I, a bit of money. I didn't mind. It works. All right, list of questions. Thanks, everyone, who sent these in. Uh, as always, keep an eye on our social media pages. We'll uh, update you who we've got on the show, and you can send us in a question. Uh, this is an interesting one. June asks, Troy Zan, which one male and one female winner not on this season should have been on this season? Well, Richard Hatch, 100%. Mm-hmm. Because he started the whole thing. I mean, like without Richard. I mean, like to me, like you, you can say Richard Hatch to almost like to, to people that don't even watch the show, and like he's survivor. So to me, I, I, I I'd say Richard for sure. Would you have a um, female winner that you think should be on? A, a female? Yeah. Mm, let me see. Who's not on? Who's um um. I wanted to say Amanda, but she didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, Jenna would have been cool to watch. Yeah, uh, I, I would have like, loved to see Jenna for the conflict with Ethan. I think that was like yeah, that would yeah, have been television yeah. gold. Yeah, I, 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 I would, I would. There's, I would replace a couple with 
Jenna. There's there's a couple. I won't tell, say who it is because I'm not, <laughs> I, I mean everyone deserves. Come on, Troy. It. Come on. <laughs> but I would I I would rather watch Jenna than a few than a few others. Yeah, yeah. I, I say Jenna. I well, I'm trying to think. Is there? Well, give me some other names. Like uh, I know, Tina I, was I, I, one there was out Vesepia, there. Vesepia, but like I, Vesepia, Vesepia, yeah. I don't, I don't want to see her. Um, Tina, because she was first oh, female Tina, winner. Oh, yeah, oh, Tina, Tina, she could have been. I mean, yeah. I'm surprised maybe Tina because she's pretty popular. She was she of, was there and basically called and then cut basically yeah, last yeah, minute. Kind yeah, of. Um, that's right. One, one that I sort of advocated a little bit for, we're talking about this last week with Earl, was um, I would have loved to see Natalie White just so that she could have just seen what she could have done and getting away from this whole notion that she only won because everyone hated Russell, you know, kind of get away from Russell's shadow. It would have been interesting. Yeah, to see it's Natalie tough White. because, like, well, I honestly, but I just don't think she ha- – I mean, I think that's that still um, is with her. Mm. I mean, even with, like, the producers are just kind of – I think it's just, like, Natalie White's name is just not, I think, enough. Mm. Yeah. The, the thing is, I think, because there's obviously been less female winners, there's there's less uh, females that didn't make it. So, I mean, what, Tina, Vesepia, Jenna, um, gosh, where are we going through the page there? Natalie. Um, and oh, yeah, Natalie, right. That's, is that it? I feel like I know. There's not. Is it? Is it? I'm trying to think. Is there anybody recent that didn't make it female wise? Well, Sarah is the most recent female winner, and she's on. So then we had right. Michelle before that. Um, then prior to that, everyone else is on. Are they not? Twenty nine, yeah. twenty seven, twenty six. So, yeah, there's only the three female winners that aren't. I'm probably getting that wrong. I've got a listener screaming at me right now going, I'm missing a glaring obvious one. Yeah, I, I would definitely say, Richard, I mean, I would have liked to see, I, I know Mike Holloway. I like him a lot. I, wish mm-hmm. I, I would have liked I would have liked to see Mike. I think he, I think Mike deserved to get on there. He would have made I, really good I, TV. I, I would have picked, I would have picked Mike over Nick. Hmm. Yeah, look, yeah, Nick, Nick's someone we have. I mean, we didn't even bring him up because he hasn't really been seen at all, really, has he? Mike's well, kind yeah, of. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, he's nice enough guy and everything. I just don't know if I would have picked mm. Nick. You know, we actually, I'm just quick, quick, quickly as well. We are right. There are only three females, uh, not out there. Four females, sorry. Mm. Because, okay. uh, yeah, Tina, Jenna, Vesepia, and Natalie White are the only four just scrolling through this mm. list. So, um, right. Wow, right. crazy to think. Only four females. So, yeah, geez. Um, there you go. Um, thanks for that question, June. Um, Dorothy has a good point here. We talked about the whispering and we've talked about fire tokens. Dorothy says, leaving your seat to whisper to somebody not near yourself should cost a fire token. If a player really wants to pull a move that bores the viewers, there should be some price to pay. A fire token per tribal would seem like a fine compromise. There you go. Get rid of some of these advantages. See, yeah, that, that's actually a good idea. But, you know, they'd have to incorporate freaking fire tokens in every season then from now on. Like, geez. There, there should be. No, but I, I, I think they should come up with something where Jeff says, if you want to talk and you got to go whisper, then it's going to cost you. And this is, you know, it's going to cost you whatever, whatever they decide it's going to cost you. Yeah. You know? Whether yeah. they're like you know no, no no coconuts for a week or you're I don't know like or you lose your vote or I don't know something I mean I, so that's pretty major though so it's, it's a good point I'm but like, I think it's it, it discourages it then because like I mean you, you've kind well, of you brought or, or this it into makes the game. you think like is it worth me is this worth it do I think that I'm really like out of the loop to go have a conversation in private or am I am I okay yeah 
Yeah, so exactly. I, I mean, I, I don't know if I want to give away, you know, my fire token right now. Yeah, you know no, what I'm saying? I agree like, with that. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's a, a great. Good, point. That's a good again. It's a good call right there. Okay, good for her. Agree, uh, definitely. Um, Kathy asks Troyzan, "How did you become a professional photographer?" I just bought a camera. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then you surround yourself with models. Boom, you're a photographer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how did how did I become a professional photographer? Is that the question? Yeah, that's the question. Um, well, I did when I, I was I've always been interested in photography. Just in I just looking at photos since I was a young kid. I was always fascinated by you know how did they make that cool picture. Um, I did buy a camera when I was like 18, just kind of fooled around with it. Um, and I was self-taught. I ended up just going to at, back then. You could there was no internet. You, you either went to the library, you went to a bookstore, and you bought you know a book on photography. <laughs> so that's what I did. I just taught myself, and then I I uh, booked a ticket to Europe. Uh, one year, I was actually a model at the time, and oh. so from so from modeling, actually, I learned a lot from photographers that I worked with. So they were kind of my teachers. Wow! Every job, I would ask the photographer about film and what kind of lenses he's using and the lighting, you know, what they would do. And they're like, "You ask a lot of questions, man." I go, and they didn't realize I was trying to like learn, you know, because back then it wasn't digital too. You know, you had to learn about the light had to be really correct and even studio lighting i would ask that and i that's i learned that all on just my own like just kind of like on the streets is so to speak um and then i decided to you know become professional back in like 92 and um trade in the old modeling shoes <laughs> well, I, I, i'm intrigued about this so, uh, so does that mean there are some uh you know troyzan modeling photos from back yes, in the day existing yeah, somewhere 100 yeah, like actually max max dawson who did used to do a podcast he like posted some old pictures of me modeling back in the day there's they're on my instagram we're gonna you find these if you went through my Instagram, you'll see probably four or five shots of me. All right, right that's there, my right? that's my uh, goal after this interview is to uh, you know spend yeah. my day trying to find old Troyzan modeling photos. So. You'll you'll see them. Yeah, you'll see them. They're on <laughs> they're on the Instagram. And how is how is uh, this old dream? You know, your career of uh, traveling the world, going to beaches, shooting beautiful well, women. It, still, it's not, still a hard it's, life. It's not happening right now. There's no traveling and there's no uh, gathering of any kind of photo teams at all. So I'm basically uh out of work as we speak so i mean the only thing i'm doing I, I am trying to sell some images some like fine art stuff online which i can do from my home you know during this this coronavirus shit um so that's kind of what i'm doing and, and i you know i i'm a retoucher as well so um anybody out there needs their photos retouched <laughs> you can hire me to do that as yeah, well Troyzan. so i've been i've been doing a little bit of that as well I'm, i i do stuff on this upwork network which hires retouchers and i've always been good at retouching it's like something i do like to do as well as photography i mean i'd rather just i'd rather be out shooting but if i gotta be stuck in my house and be social distance i can still retouch images and sell sell images online there you go. We'll we'll hit him up. Get get Troy's answer some work. So I'm I'm scrolling through your uh 
your Instagram right now. I think I found one uh, or a couple here, but um, I'm also appreciative of, of the many uh, of your lovely photos that you're posting. And also a, a photo I see here from not long ago, you've got a picture of you with a koala saying, help my Oh, Australian see, that's, that's, well, yeah, that's when I, w- I was, uh, that koala was up in uh, Cairns. Yes. In uh, the northern part of Australia. We went up there and we shot off with some like, you know, we were actually out on some island in some, sandbar in the middle of nowhere in the in the uh, great barrier reef and we went to a park there and they had that koala and so like when all that i i felt so bad for australia when it was just basically burning to the ground and like i saw just all the animals and you know i'm a huge animal nature guy and it just made me super sad and it's like and i had been to australian and it, you know just being around the koala so that's why i posted that um just because I just, you know, it's one of those things where like, oh my God, it's it's just, I don't think people realized how bad things can, can get. And I just always feel like animals are so innocent, you know, like being basically burnt up, uh, killed me. So mm. yeah, I wanted to post kind of a positive picture and, and, and just, just to make people be aware of what's going on. You know what I mean? It's a great picture. And, and geez, Try and find some of these pictures of you as a model. My goodness. Jeez, <laughs> there you are, go. See? These are, wow. The, 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 the young spry Troy's in. Well, this actually, is. Uh, I was just Troy, regular old Troy Robertson. <laughs> yeah, not not quite the Troyzan yet, but um, wow, no. gee, people just hit, hit up Troyzan on Instagram. You can have a fun time <laughs> looking. There, there's pictures of men. There's pictures of women. Like it, it's yeah. fun for the whole family. <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah. I need to stop getting distracted. Um, uh, question okay. here from. No, I, I like, if it, the more people that follow me, the better, because then I can get on Cameo and make some more money. Even there you go. Exactly. Uh, Selma asked the question: What was the best moment that did not make the show for Game Changers? Oh, uh, I, I have to say, Ty and myself went out one morning, and this is at low tide, and you know when, when there's good fishing and there's usually like eels around, and so we're out just, you know, he is you want to go out and like you know, take a shower in the ocean or scrub down whatever you know Ty's hilarious, so I spotted this eel which are really good to eat, um, in this you know, crevice of these rocks out, you know, in the ocean a little bit. And I'm like, Ty, I said, there's an eel in here. We got to get it, you know. And so he, what is he sticks his whole hand like in the hole down into like the, the, you know, the coral. And the thing starts biting his hand. And I'm like, Ty, what are you doing? He goes, oh, it's got me. It's got me. Throwing. I don't know what to do. And he got, and he's, so he's like, he goes, I don't want to let it go because, you know, we want to eat it. So he's like, I'm going to pull it up. And he goes, when I pull it up, you know, you 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 hit it with a rock. So, like, he'd pull his hand out and I said, there's blood all over his hand. And he'd stick it back in there. And he's like, oh, no, we get that. We get the eel. We get the eel. And I, I, I go, yeah, we're going to get it. And, he, and then he's, like, yelling at me. And Ty, he's, like, super soft spoken and kind of like this mild mannered guy but when it comes to like certain things he turns into like a complete maniac like he was <laughs> crazy like so he pulls this this eel out it's flipping around it's completely biting his fingers there's blood everywhere he's screaming at the top of his lungs at me like kill it kill it kill it kill it you know, like, and I'm, I'm like pounding on the right probably it's dead and then he looks at me and he starts crying he's like oh you know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Mr. Eel. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And like, oh my God, Ty. I go, it's okay. I said, the, 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 the eel gave up his life for our food. You know, it's like, I'm trying to 
calm him down. And then he's hugging me. <laughs> We're in the middle of the ocean with a fucking eel hanging down from his head, blood coming off his head, and he's hugging me, kissing me on the cheek. Oh, Troy said, this is such a great experience. God, I'm so sorry. I said, that's fine. We got food for the whole fucking tribe. And then we walk in. It's like, I'm like, and they filmed the entire thing. I'm like, they showed not one second of that scene. I said, it would have been the greatest no. of all time. They'd see those kind of scenes, like real life, like real camp. It, and plus, it's funny. I'm like, hey, you got to show that shit. Like, I mean, yeah. at least show it like a, a an extra clip or something. There's so much film that they have that they could they could do 20 out outtakes on YouTube per episode, and it would be hilarious. Yeah, so we get that, like that one a, bonus scene, don't we? That, that was a, a classic that was a bonus big scene. bonus scene. Yeah, and then there was another one where, where I actually caught a chicken where no one thought I was going to catch the chicken, and that, and that was with <laughs> Ty as well. Like you know, this chicken been running around camp and no one could catch it, and I'm like, you know, people would chase it, and like Sari would chase like you can't catch it with your hand. Were you crazy? It's like maybe I could. I said you can't chase it, and then Brad he won a reward. He's like, have fun trying to catch that chicken, kind of like in jest, <laughs> like like you're you're never getting it. And so I'm like, that was like a challenge like i'll get in this fucking chicken and i'm gonna show him it and i ate it by the time he gets back and i did i set up this like trap with a box this old like crate that we had sitting around it was like you know what it was like old school like cartoon like where you put you know a box up with a stick underneath it and then a rock and then and there's a rope tied to the stick and then you the chicken goes underneath it and tie he's like coking the coaxing the chicken with like with like coconut Hey, chicken, 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 come on, chicken, chicken, chicken. You know, and he's supposed to be vegetarian or a vegan or something. And I'm like, Ty, I'm like, what are you going to do about this? He goes, he goes, no, no, I, I kill plenty of chicken in Vietnam, plenty of chicken. I, I know what to do. I can do it. And so, like, yeah, like you're nearly not a vegan then, right? And so what what happened to what you call it from, uh, from Koh Rong? Yeah. What was it? What is the chicken's name? Uh, uh, um, yeah. He, call, he called the chicken as Mark, Mark the chicken. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so he, I'm like, that's out the door. So we, we <laughs> caught that chicken and ate it that day. <laughs> oh, come on, CBS. Release the, release the Troyzan cut. You know, uh, I that's know. what we yeah, want. There's, there's plenty out there. I mean, plenty. Oh, man. Thanks, Selma, for that. And thanks, everyone else, for the uh, the questions. Uh, always appreciate sending in. And Troyzan, thank you, mate. So much fun to have you back on. Uh, I don't think we'd actually had you on the show. Like, I remember catching up with you back at the Game Changers finale, but I think it's been probably since then, since we've uh, oh my God, had bro, you on. Okay. So it's uh, it's been good to catch up, and we'll have to not make it three years next time. We, well, we enjoy yeah, having your voice I, on this show. I know. See, well, every time, I, every time I come up, I end up going back out, so maybe that's a good sign. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> so we'll see you on our screens probably in the next, uh, you know, 12 to 24 months. If things calm down, who knows? And uh, yeah, yeah. we'll get you back out there. And then and then we'll be lining you up for Winners at War 2 in the future. How about that? There you go. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And a massive thank you to Troy Zan. So much fun and absolutely love having him on the show. So thank you very much for his time. And as I said before, thanks to everyone who sent in the listener questions as well. We will be back next week with another episode recap. Who will be on? We don't know. We're going to find out soon. So uh, keep your ears and eyes to our websites and our social medias and we will let you know when we know and you can get your questions in because we are basically in the final weeks now of Survivor Winners at War. It just seemed like yesterday we had this cast leaked and we were doing all these speculative episodes and just getting all pumped and excited for it and 
in basically less than a month's time, we're going to know who the winner of Winners at War is. So, wow, insane, insane, insane. Uh, of course, outside of Survivor, if you're a fan of our other content, Bad Movie Month is uh, nearly over. We posted up Gili yesterday. I'm sure you've always wanted to hear us talk about one of the worst movies of all time. Uh, next week, get excited, though, Batman and Robin. That is very, very exciting. And we've also got a very exciting uh, new month that we've just created on the spot because, uh, you know, we've got a bit more time on our hands at the moment. So uh, stay tuned for that. That will be coming up in a few weeks. Total Drama Island also doing the rounds as well. Uh, Rossi, Jared uh, doing some great work there with that show and doing the recaps of that. And uh, plenty of other stuff to keep you occupied in the coming months. So uh, stay tuned to the Oz Network. Thanks again, though, for listening. Thanks to Troy Zan. Thanks to everyone for sending in questions. I just like thanking people. My name is Ben. Thank you for thanking people. And good night. Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.